welcome to another episode of nine to five faith i'm here with my uh new friends alex and grace how are you guys doing today Great. Doing well. Doing well. Thanks for having us. Yes. I'm so excited to talk to you guys because also we get to nerd out a little bit together because uh, our background in business and everything is so similar that we just kind of get each other. We we don't know each other, but we get each other. Yes. Yes. So, like- yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about yourselves? Yeah. Well, Grace, <laughs> why don't you start? Okay. Yeah, we um so we live in the San Francisco Bay Area, like the Silicon Valley. Um, and both of us are very passionate about empowering other believers to live out their faith. So this is why we connected Paige and why we're so excited to be here. Um, so in terms of work, Alex works at a company called Udemy, does customer success. Um, he's a customer success manager and basically helps. I mean, you can explain it better. <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> yeah, so um I work in tech. Uh, um, I'm a customer success manager that uh, essentially means I help our customers become so, so successful that they are influenced to retain with us or keep. Well, my, my job is to preserve revenue and get yeah. revenue for our company uh, at the end of the day, yeah. um, to put it very simply. And to help them succeed in whatever they, their goals are business-wise. Right. right. So yeah. So that's the professional side of things. On the more personal side of things, we are uh, small group leaders at our church. Uh, we've been leading for, I don't know, gosh, like individually and also together for like a few years, like maybe two, three years already. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been married, we've been married since uh, this December 2020. Yeah. And for me, for work, I my background's in marketing. So I used to work in tech. Um, and then in middle of 2020, um, be- right before we got engaged, felt the call from the Lord to transition into full-time ministry. Um, so I actually led our marketing efforts for our local church. Um, it's like a multi-site mm-hmm. church here in the Bay Area. And then last year, felt another tug from God to actually step out in faith and start doing more creative entrepreneurship, uh, full-time content creation, and just ministry in general. Um, so both of us now lead a podcast um, called Let's Unpack That with Alex and Grace. Um, and yeah, we just love like encouraging people to live out their faith. That's awesome. And I kind of love the name of your guys' podcast. When I saw that, it made me laugh so much because I'm like, that is such like a Christianese term where it's like, let's unpack that. Like yes. no one like really in, says that. Like in small that. group. Like, hey, yes. Say? Let's unpack that. <laughs> no one says that. I'm in this writer's group and they they have a tendency to say, say more words about that. <laughs> and I'm like, say I know words. what you mean, but also yeah. other people might not. So like, what but, else would I say if it wasn't words? <laughs> right. Right. Like let's unpack that because yes, that that is very awesome. Um, well, thanks for kind of like that little intro. Um, and also you guys got married December, 2020, like, holy cow. Pico COVID. And that was fun. In the most strict district, I think probably. Right. Oh my gosh. That's (laughs) true. Yeah. Tell me about that. Like it was, it was wild. Was it a courthouse wedding or like, so I don't know if I'll get in trouble. Uh, it's okay. It's, it's already passed. Um, so technically it was like locked down. But right. we were like still wanting to do it. We had a very small, like very intimate. We had like 20, maybe 25 people gotcha. in person, just like our closest people. Yeah. But we also did a hybrid with Zoom with like 200 gotcha. people on Zoom. But we were able 
Yeah, we were able to host it, thankfully, with our church because, like, they had been learning through COVID how to do church online, how to do hybrid gotcha. experiences. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, it was it was a wild time, but God pulled through. It was, it was great. That's awesome. I, I love those stories, and I'm, like, surprised. I'm surprised Zoom didn't come out with, like, a spinoff um, product of, like... <laughs> like zoom events but it's like for like parties and everything like we like parties or weddings or like even funerals and stuff like something that would be like custom made for like an event like that because yeah that's a great opportunity yeah it's a great target addressable market (laughs) (laughs) well i i mean not even it was january of this year um my my grandmother had passed away and uh there were still a lot of people who like couldn't make it not for like covid reasons but just like couldn't make it and right. we still zoom called everyone in who right. couldn't make it to the funeral and i'm like you know zoom if you're listening hit me sponsor. up Sponsors. right sponsor <laughs> podcast yeah i feel like it's the norm now too it's changed the landscape of events like people will often ask now is there a virtual option whether it's like a wedding or like a work event wait Um, really yeah at least here in the bay area like when we had we did like a ministry night um a few weeks ago it was like lunch party slash ministry night for our podcast and then we um yeah i got people saying like oh i can't make it physically but can i join online (laughs) and i was like oh we're not gonna have an online option but thanks for assuming we would that's so interesting oh my gosh i like need to think about that seriously (laughs) because i know like i know like work events and stuff but like conferences but like maybe not like i don't know like uh, team building stuff and everything it's like having it hybrid like i don't i don't know i don't know how i feel about yeah. that i guess it's <laughs> just different here i mean even for alex your work situation is hybrid and there's like people on screen but also people in person and it just depends yeah i feel like it's uh just different regionally too yeah yeah like every 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 place has their own unspoken rules now yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. And we can totally like, I feel like we could talk for hours about like the tech space and, and what happens in there. (laughs) We can unpack that. Absolutely. Um, so how I like to kind of frame this up is just take me through what a day in the life looks like for you guys. Um, and like how you move throughout your week and your regular day. And like, where does God feel fit in and where does work fit in and all of that good stuff yeah i guess or do, do, you, want to do you want the ideal version or the actual version no the actual version we keep it real Reality. here oh okay great um well um so in the beginning god created the world right. <laughs> just the universe <laughs> so it uh in the morning i Fortunately, I'm pretty consistent with my quiet times with God. So what that looks like is, and I don't time it or anything. It's just whenever my first meeting is. Um, But I usually am always in the word. I like to, so I I read the word, um, meditate on it, pray on it. And then I take walks. I love taking walks. Uh, fortunately, we live in a pretty safe area. So we're, we're, we can go out safely to take walks. So I usually put on my AirPods and take a walk, like about like a 30 minute walk. 
and I just listen to worship music and even sing worship and and pray uh, during my walk. Um, and I do that pretty consistently every morning. And then work comes. Um, that's where I'm just doing work. And um, on, I wish I could say I involve God more. Um, and I I, I want to do it more consistently. But uh, what I've done in the past is I look through my calendar on my phone and just pray through each meeting. Mm. Uh, like, God, what do you want me to say to this person, this situation? Um, sometimes I even got, ask God for miracles about difficult work situations. Um, but yeah, I just go about doing my work and, um, and then. So every day looks different too. Yeah. Every, every day is different. My, right. there's no standard day for me, but right. I, the the one consistent thing is that the morning. Yeah. I think you can also mention, um, if you're comfortable, but the ways that you like minister to coworkers and even your managers and like how you integrate faith with that. Mm, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, so that we, we do have some Christians at work, so I meet with them, um, not on a consistent basis. I wish it was more consistent, but, um, I, I, I meet with them, just get to know them, uh, hear about their life story and we pray for each other as well. So whenever we have like team offsites or whenever there's a more, uh, in-person, um, event, then yeah, we make it a point to meet. Um, if it's virtual, it's just over Zoom and we get to know about each other and we pray for each other. Um, yeah. yeah. Awesome. And and Grace, tell me a little bit about that transition for you of going from a secular workplace into ministry and then kind of onto your own. I feel like those yeah. are three very distinct and very different kind of environments to be working. That's why I was going to say my answer to this question is it looked so different in my different seasons of my career and work. And um, I was just even reflecting on like how back when I worked um, in tech, um, I I had a very um, interesting, it was like so clear, like when I brought my Bible to work or my my journal to work I actually was not distracted I know other people feel differently but I wasn't distracted like oh I have to get to work right away I think I don't know I was just in a different headspace back then like Mm. bringing my bible and my journal I did my quiet time in the cafeteria like before I started work Mm -hmm. um and that was the best way for me to like get my my head focused of like what is God telling me today what do I need to focus on instead of like rushing to like oh I have to make my commute and then I'm rushing in my quiet times you know right um but yeah and then when I transitioned into ministry oh and then sorry I'll go back later but when I transitioned into ministry it looked a lot different because now ministry is everything on the outside is like everything's for God right (laughs) everything looks like God glorified or seems like it and so it's very easy I think I was telling Alex this like when I um joined our church staff I was like wow it's very easy to like lose your true genuine authentic Mm -hmm. relationship with God because yeah you're doing performance for God and yeah you kind of subconsciously justify like oh this is for God like I'm spending time with God but you're not really like going deep with him necessarily yeah um and and it, no one does that intentionally either, but I right, see that as a, right. a common thing. And then now that I am doing like more creative entrepreneurship, and um, I think a lot of people actually are launching out new businesses I'm seeing, um, it's definitely been like so, um, a really 
rewarding and also challenging at the same time like season because I feel like I'm able to tailor my schedule like okay my energy like in the morning I want to just like focus on God like really spend time with him I'm not going to try to book meetings in the mornings at all so I try to do all my meetings and all my um, interviews and whatnot um, in the afternoons and then um, that way I can like be more intentional with my time with God and just like making sure I'm not trying to rush or hurry or produce um, out of my own strength, but I'm really like mm. daily surrendering to God and asking him to lead my steps as a, as an entrepreneur. And I know you get this too. It's like very easy for you to want to just rush and like produce things. Real yeah. quickly. Let's just get this done. There's so many things to do and you can very easily lose yourself in that cycle. If you're not um, conscious and intentional about the rhythms. Yeah. So um, yeah, I feel like it's looked faith and work has looked very different. Um, Those are just, examples on on time with god but like even integrating it like versus you know working in a secular workplace looks different working with other christians looks different and working right. for yourself looks different too yeah yeah for sure and to be honest grace like you're not the first person who i've talked to who has struggled in working in a ministry or working in a church mm-hmm. with that kind of balance and that ebb and flow of like figuring out like, yes, you do church on Sunday, but like, are you working or are you like attending and participating? You know, it looks really different. And I'll say it's really hard to separate. Like even now I'm not even on church staff, but it's like, because you have that experience and you kind of almost like know too much. Um, you have a different lens on it. And, um, I was listening to a podcast from, uh, Carrie Newhoff and John Mark Homer talking about like as founding pastors, when they left their churches, like how hard it was for them to just receive because they were so used to like decades of Mm. being a pastor and like owning and being responsible for all the mistakes that would happen. So yeah, for me personally, like that's an ongoing like um, journey and, and processing that I do with God of like, okay, God, what, what are you, how are you leading me to really like make sure my soul is filled and not just like doing the motions, but not really necessarily like receiving from you. Yeah. And I think too, and I've never worked like on staff at a church, but I think my idea of kind of how people go into it is this idea that, oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be wonderful because like everyone's Christian. And what, you know, while that's true, it's also like, well, it's almost a little more difficult because everyone's Mm -hmm. Christian, but also everyone's like flawed. And so you're in this like really intense space where like at work, Alex, you and me, like, we know that like, if we screw something up, like aside from our own integrity, right. It's, there's not as much of a focus lens on some of those screw-ups yeah yeah I would say wherever you work there's its own unique set of challenges um you're never gonna enter like paradise of like everything's perfect because yeah for me personally I've I've seen that a lot like what you were just saying about ministry and um you know everyone's broken and flawed but you're also like a family in Christ but you also like are discipling people that you're working with and everything's blurred together so it's it takes a lot of wisdom and discernment and Mm -hmm. um just making sure your heart is in the right place um whatever you're doing yeah yeah I feel like in the, the in the tech space it's at least where I am in the San Francisco Bay Area and working in tech it's it can be difficult to be a Christian because you Mm. have a lot of values that are counter to your values Mm -hmm. um i mean i 
I can already think of many like controversial topics. Right. Um, and yeah, we won't get into that. I but... mean, we can get into that. I, I have plenty to say too. So only if you want to Alex, but I, I, I'm locked and loaded on that. If you would like to. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean like, uh, LGBTQ, mm-hmm. um, how do you respond to that as a Christian? Right. Those are things I'm wrestling through. Like, what do you do when your yeah. workplace celebrates that, mm-hmm. uh, transgender, um, these are very sensitive topics. Um, right that that we have to wrestle with yeah um and then and then yeah there's at work it's the competing priorities and the pressures and the mm-hmm. the deadlines and all that stuff that goes with it and it, it's it can be difficult to involve god in it because for me i when i'm like doing a powerpoint deck or um writing emails i don't really think about god <laughs> as much right. as i should it's more like i just got to get this done yeah. Yeah. And I think too, like I've definitely encountered issues that you're reflecting and, and then some more, um, that, you know, we're not mentioning of, um, I, I feel like, you know, the LGBTQ is kind of just right there on the surface that, um, again, it's very nuanced and very, you know, personal and you know, situational. And, and it is hard to balance kind of your, own values and your own kind of moral compass mm-hmm. when you're being asked to participate in maybe even celebration of, of these different things that you might not agree with. Um, oh, and, yeah. and that's hard. Yeah, definitely. I feel like that's when your faith is really tested, like, okay, what am I going to stand for right now? And how do I do it graciously and lovingly, um, but also not compromising who I am and what I believe in. Um, I always think of an example, I won't say who he is, but um, he's one of our friends. He was an executive at a company uh, very high up and very worked very closely with the CEO. And he's a strong the, the guy I'm talking about was a strong believer or is a strong believer. And he told Alex's testimony about like how during pride month, everything was being celebrated. Uh, and he, he couldn't like sign his name. He just couldn't compromise. Mm. He didn't want to. And um, he stood up for that. And he actually expressed like, this is like, I, like I support this team and everything, but for this cause, I personally, like my values don't align with it. And mm-hmm. I thought that was so bold. I was like, yeah. Wow, that is so great to be able to see an example of like boldness and almost a little bit like being in a persecuted, you know, right. um, culture. Um, I know it can't compare to the actual, like the persecuted church um, right. in some countries, but in a way, I think small, in small ways, Christians, we often feel that way when we're in a culture that celebrates things that are not, you know, aligned with biblical values. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's like, I feel like there are small ways in which Christians get challenged that people who have a more secular um, view on the world might not even think of kind of the internal kind of headbutting Mm -hmm. (laughs) that goes on. Like I think of something as simply as, um, you know, putting your pronouns in your email signatures. And if you're mandated oh, to do that, don't get us started. 
Yeah, we talk about that we a lot. Have opinions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I mean, here's the deal. Like for for me, I'll give my opinion, and you guys feel free to jump in if you would like. Um, but like for me, I'm like I am not against you doing that if that is what you choose to do. If mm-hmm. if you want to do that, that is fine. Um, those beliefs are counter to my understanding of how God created the world. Um, so I do not subscribe to kind of that. Um, who's uh, Jordan Peterson? Uh, like a, uh, uh, gosh, I'm losing the word. Uh, compelled speech. There mm. we go. Mm. I'm not, you know, on board with that level of compelled speech. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, there's very real implications where, you know, someone's like, no, just put like her on, on your, on your email signature. Like, what's the big deal? And then for me, I'm like, no, that actually like, it means a lot to me, um, mm-hmm. to be called a daughter of God. And, right. um, and, and I hold that really in high esteem. Yeah, it's really, really tricky. Um, we actually do. I, I'm thinking about this topic a lot because actually this past week we recorded an interview with one of my friends um, who used to live like a very openly gay lifestyle, but mm-hmm. Jesus met her and encountered her so powerfully that she left that relationship of wow. 10 plus years. And now she's a full-time missionary in Mozambique. Oh my gosh. Um, and yeah, we're really excited to like share that episode, but it really just reminded me again, like there's so much um confusion in our culture, right? Like there's so yeah. much that the enemy uses to um make it seems very good on the outside. It seems like mm-hmm. everyone accepts it, so it must be right. Um, and the sad thing, the danger I think that we see, especially in liberal areas is like it's very easy for christians to forget like what does god actually say about these things because you're constantly surrounded by these influences and so um yeah there's a lot of deception that's why it's more important than ever i feel and we talk about this a lot like like increasingly we see like darkness in our culture Mm, and so it's even more important for us to guard our hearts guard our minds Mm. make sure we are um, very consistent and in investing in our relationship with God because if we don't we we every day we have so many things coming at us that are trying to lie and take us away from God's truth and um, yeah just like have us compromise yeah I, I feel like it this can uh, reverberate to many different areas that seem neutral as well right. so um, like here, I can only speak for the Bay Area, but yeah. there's a lot of compromises with money, mm-hmm. career, um, sleeping yeah. around. Um, yeah, and sex. it's yeah. it's very easy. Like me working in tech, it's very easy to be swept into that. For- fortunately, I'm married, so I don't. Right. I don't sleep. I don't sleep <laughs> around, but I uh, often I hear about it often. Yeah. Um, but like one example is something as neutral as money. Um, like even as Christians and uh, we, we, we hang around so many like Christian tech people, but they have a, like a bent towards like making more money. Not, mm. not that it's like wrong with it, but sometimes it can be an idol if you're too obsessed with it right? Yeah. and you're not being watchful of your intentions and where you're placing your attention. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, cause money and anything like jobs, career, anything, it's like a neutral thing. But when it becomes an idol, when you're so obsessed with it, you're constantly yeah. talking about it, like every single conversation. And yeah, that is like a sign, you know, like, oh, 
make sure you're not putting your foundation security on these things that the world is trying yeah. to sell you as like, this is what you need to live a fulfilled life. Yeah. And one thing too, that I have really been um, kind of just mulling over, especially in the conversation of, um, you know, gender and sexual orientation and, and all of that is, and, and it has to do with our careers too, is where do we get our identity from? And I think too, like our culture doesn't necessarily accept this idea that we get our identity from something that is much bigger than us. Mm-hmm. Um, and that like my identity is not who I sleep with or how I want myself to appear to the world. My identity mm-hmm. is in Christ and in Christ alone. Right. And you know, you're talking about money and you're talking about promotions, like even that stuff I I've noticed it's really hard to avoid people who are unable to detach their personal identity from their work identity. 100%. Um, yeah, I think I noticed this, or we talk about like noticing this when like you meet someone for the first time and the first thing they say, it's like, it's like they're almost telling you their LinkedIn profile. Like, right. oh, I do this, I've done this. And I, it's like, oh, interesting. Like, why are you so adamant of like talking about all the things that you do when mm-hmm. God actually cares about who you are, not what you do? Like, he does care about what you do, but that doesn't define you, right? Right. Um, but it's so ingrained, especially in Western, I think American culture, we're, we're always talking about work. I hear a lot from like, um, when I used to work with like people in like Spain and Europe, they would always say like over there, people talk about your family or you're like, mm, well, you know, yeah. what you like to do for fun. And they don't talk about work nearly as much as Americans or people in the Western world. Yeah. Yeah. Alex, anything to add there? No. <laughs> <said it> well. <laughs> yeah. I think too, like, I, I don't know if either of you guys have like encountered this, but with, um, kind of the the job promotions I've told this story on the podcast before but like I remember we had a mandatory like job ladder worksheet that we had to fill out like where it's do you mandatory see- yes it was mandatory wow nothing I've never heard yeah. of man- something mandatory except compliance training no <laughs> no, no 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 this was like like you had to fill it out as part of like your yearly review And you had to fill out like your, you know, um, career journey ladder thing that of like, what do you want to do? How do you want to get there? And what are the checkpoints along the way that you're going to make sure you are getting there? Like, I just want to bring home a paycheck. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Can I continue to get paid? Like, that's my career growth. (laughs) It just shows, again, like the difference is kind of like what you were saying earlier, like people don't think about how much that small thing might mean to someone with different values. Cause yeah. I'm thinking from, you know, HR's point of view, they're probably like, Oh, like this is a great culture building thing. Like we right. are showing our employees, we support them in their career path. Um, yeah. Cause that is an increasingly big thing that people look for with their managers is like, do you support me? Not just in my role, but like my whole career journey. But I totally agree. I think, um, <laughs> Back when, um, yeah, I was working in my secular environment, I would constantly get questions like, what's your five-year plan? What's your 10-year vision? I'm like, I, I don't even know my one-day one plans. <laughs> right. 
I have no career ambition. I mean, I, I just want to do a good job, but right. I'm like, honestly, I'm here for God's mission and I'm not really like thinking about like getting to director level. I don't even know if I want that. Right. Um, yeah. I'll just say the same thing, even for him, like not being sure, like when people ask him. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, uh, I, I used to like earlier in my career, um, early twenties, I was, I, I actually did have a 10 year plan. Um, yeah. And then I got older and I realized, oh, wow, nothing really happens as planned. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just like, scrap that. Uh, yeah, I had plans to go to Harvard Business School and, you know, go into consulting. But yeah, I definitely haven't done any of that, um, <laughs> nor do I want to. Um, where was I going with that? I... Just, talking about just, titles and yeah like there's so yeah. much importance and value that society assumes that you should just have and then just when we get confused as Christians like oh shoot should I care about that what's wrong with yeah. me why am I not caring about that but I do think like when it comes to like planning and vision I think God will give you his vision for your life and so don't if anyone's like listening or watching like you can relate to that one thing I've been learning especially in my own entrepreneur journey is like oh the vision that God gives each person is different and that's why mm-hmm. this whole time I haven't felt like I fit in a box because we're not meant to all fit in the same yeah. box so yeah don't don't measure your ambitions or your dreams or whatever it is at, with what society tells you you should have because there's no like right answer yeah yeah, there's a Bible verse that I've been meditating on recently um, that's speaking to me this season. Um, I, f- I forget where it is in the Bible, but it's, it says something like con- contentment with godliness is great gain. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we don't we don't live in that kind of society that values godliness, righteousness, right. um, character, and then contentment. Contentment, just- yeah. Yeah, just like, hey, I'm happy where I am. I am content. We're always, especially, you you know, being in tech too, you're subconsciously like chasing the next thing, your next role, promotion, salary increases. Mm -hmm. But honestly, God just wants us to be content. Yeah. And now that I'm older, before I had plans, now I honestly just want to do stuff I enjoy. I I just want to like work in the intersection of my passions and my talents and my personality and the need and and the needs of the world i think there's a a graph that shows all that yeah um can i add one quick thing like yeah it's related but a little bit of attention but i just felt like i i I felt like god like really impresses on my heart i like when we talk about um like contentment and just like not these things that seem countercultural, right? Like one example I was thinking of in tech, especially is we're always talking about year over year growth or measurable impact. Like what's, don't tell me like what you did, tell me your impact. Like there's so right. much value on that. And again, on the outside, it's like, oh yeah, that's really good to think about your impact to measure your growth. Like we all want to grow. Growth is a good thing. But I felt really convicted like this past season, God's been speaking to me about sometimes the kind of growth he's doing actually doesn't even look like growth on the outside. You can't Mm. even perceive or measure it. Um, You can apply that not just in ministry or business or work, but also your personal life, your spiritual growth, you know, some dry seasons you're in, you're like, what, what the heck? Like, why am I not seeing more fruit? And um, I just think that thinking that society and a lot of our workplaces 
drill into us. Like we have to always be outwardly growing yeah. um, and seeping into some ministry mindset too. It can become unhealthy if we're like constantly expecting it has to always look a certain way when you look at the Bible and Joseph had a dream, but then he went to prison and like everything went backwards for him seemingly. Right. Um, but God was just preparing him for that, that calling and same with David being anointed. Right. But then he was still a shepherd and right. he was still, like persecuted. And it's like, I think as Christians, we often like forget that growth and what's like good in God's eyes. is just not, it's not the same as to how we measure that in our society. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I I completely agree. And I can completely relate to everything you guys are saying, because I feel like there is this real pressure um, on people who are especially in kind of more white collar roles to just kind of buckle down and like predict your future. Really, <laughs> um, And I remember like when I was in like this review and I was like filling out that mandatory worksheet of like, where are you going to be in five years? I was like, I don't want to be working here in five years. Like, like I want to like have my book published in five years. Like, like me in five years has nothing to do with this, this or my job, like has nothing right. to do with that. Right. And you're like, how honest should I be right now? All right. Like, do you want, do you want my honest truth or like just kind of what I think you, you should, I should be saying here. Yeah. So, but I, I think it's also like those points though are revealing to you of what are the things that God really has is stirring in your heart? Because I remember having that exact conversation, I would say now it's 2023, it was like 2018, 2019. So about four ish years ago like my manager back um, in my, in my tech role asked me that same question, like five years from now, where do you see yourself? And I was like, honestly, I, I mean, I didn't say like ministry, like um, explicitly, but I was like, I really have this passion. I don't know what it looks like, but I want to inspire people with my stories. And I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, um, I just have a lot of stories and experiences and things that I learned that I want to like use that to inspire people to live out their potential live out their calling um and I remember how ridiculous it sounded when I said that and I just felt so silly but then four years later it's not even five years yet but four years later this is actually happening through our podcast through what we're doing and um that's another encouragement to anyone listening is like don't feel like oh those ideas and dreams have nothing to do with what I'm doing now so it must not be realistic because it really is it could be like God's planting seeds and he's just excited to show you how it's going to come to fruition later on. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think too, like that kind of awkwardness, it's, it puts Christians who have to answer those types of questions in a weird place because I can explain it, but the person on the other side probably doesn't understand right. it. Right. Right. Yeah. You, you know, I want to say, I want to tell my stories and, and have it change people's lives. And they're like, okay. like I want you to meet your OKRs. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. Yes. Right. And, and so, you know, it's, I think, I think that like awkwardness is like a reason why I, I don't want to speak for you guys, but a reason why for me, I've like held back in speaking my faith in Mm. in the workplace and and I hope my behavior has shown um you know that I love the Jesus but um (laughs) I it's awkward to speak to it because people just don't understand yeah 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 Uh, I mean I talk about faith 
a bit at, at work, but I, I don't share Jesus that much. Um, obviously, right. behaviors and actions speak louder than words, but I think I, I, I feel like I, I've been thinking about Revelation lately, just like second coming of Jesus. And I think we I all feel have. like <laughs> I, I feel like there's a there's more of a sense of urgency to take bigger risks. Um, and so even today I was talking with my manager about our podcast and how she never asked what it's about, but I did yeah. say it's about my faith. Um, so Very this, obvious and she's seen all your LinkedIn posts though. I'm, I'm sure she knows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She, no, no one asks. It's, it's so awkward, <laughs> um, but I'm yeah. just more outward about it and unashamed. Like, yeah. So one thing, uh, is what one practical thing I do do is on LinkedIn, um, as, as a customer success manager, you tend to have a more LinkedIn connections yeah. uh, as you grow in your career. With your clients. Yeah. 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 With, with my clients. So, and, and just like the companies you work for and just the yeah. people you meet too. Mm -hmm. Um, but one thing I do do is I share my faith on LinkedIn mm. because the algorithm is great. <laughs> um, and it gets more views than like Instagram or, or Facebook. Mm. Um, and also, it's such a vast mission field, if you were to think of it yeah. that way, because many yeah. people on LinkedIn aren't mm -hmm. Christian, but on yeah. our Facebooks and Instagram, our friends are mostly Christian. Yeah. Um, so True. I, def I definitely share my faith. I give glory to God whenever something good happens and I share it. Yeah. And it's just a, a way to uh, make disciples of all nations. Yeah. I think on the topic of specifically work, like if you think of all those platforms, LinkedIn is the most like work centric. That's where everyone's, you know, right. saying, I'm humbled to announce my promotion. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you know, everyone's kind of like side eyeing each other, like competing and trying to climb the corporate ladder or climb whatever <laughs> ladder, you know? And, and if you see like a countercultural post on there, it actually stands out even more. So mm -hmm. even when Alex was talking, I was thinking about like the layoffs or many waves of layoffs that happened. Right. Um, like, and um, I remember both of us posted things that are like, just reminding people like, Hey, like layoffs are really hard and we're so sorry for people who are going through it. Um, but also wanted to like give you guys a gentle like encouragement and reminder that your worth is not in your work. Your performance doesn't dictate mm. who you are. And we yeah. just like wrote things that again, I think, I think we did mention our faith, but just wrote things to be a light in the darkness because there was so much grief going on of people being yeah. so angry, so anxious. And I think when you see that happening, maybe like just ask yourself or ask, ask God, like, what are some ideas? What are some ways low hanging fruit that I can mm. step into that place of darkness um, and be your reflection of your, the light of your reflection and your truth. Yeah. So. And that's one of the reasons too, I wanted to start this podcast is because I'm like, yeah. I feel like there's like a lot of like secret Christians out there. Like <laughs> not, yes. not so much. There definitely is. Yeah. When I posted on LinkedIn, a bunch of them came out. <laughs> yeah. And and I think too, that's just like an encouragement for us to step out in boldness, you know, yes. and, and mm -hmm. step out in courage. Um, because yeah, like, debate. yeah, because like people go, Oh, me too. Or like, yeah, that's right. me. And then you can have a further group of community than you had originally anticipated. Um, totally. and also just like make more of an impact on your workplace. Mm -hmm. That's a huge I'm very passionate about that. Like 
the fact that most people try to they're like oh I know I have to be on mission for God but then you're trying to do it alone when Mm. whenever you go on a mission trip abroad you always go with a team you always have people praying for you intentionally like we're not meant to do mission alone and I think a lot of people get that get that wrong and and then they're like oh why is it so hard so frustrating because like God designed you to like Mm. partner with other believers whether it's maybe it's not in your company necessarily it could be in your industry or in your area whatever it is but I have seen personally like so much fruit come out when I'm not doing things by myself, when I'm like linking arms with other Mm. believers in my workplace or in my area and just being like, hey, we're both doing this. We're both trying to like bring uh, heaven into this workplace. So how can we like do that together? Yeah. Um, And I always like make the analogy of like the Avengers, you know, like you see like Captain America is so cool and like Hulk so cool, but then (laughs) they always have weaknesses. Everybody has weaknesses. And so it's only when like they all come together. That's why it's so powerful whenever we see like superhero movies and like everybody comes together (laughs) to like get each other's backs because that's exactly what we're designed to do as Christians. Mm. Um, And you know, Alex has a lot of, I don't know if you want to share like some testimonies of how you found Christians at your workplace and then how you like start praying with each other and just feeling that encouragement. Like you're not alone. You're not the only Christian trying to like do your Christian thing. Yeah. In, in every company that I've worked for, I made it a point to connect with other Christians. Um, some companies harder than others, I would say like the company now, probably I can, count the number of Christians on one hand. Right. Um, unfortunately, that, you know of. that yeah. I know of yep. that have come out, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, really just, I, I make it a point to connect with them, to pray for them, pray with them, um, get to know them and just rally people together. Uh, I think one of the most memorable times I've had was, um, uh, I, I'm not going to name names and companies but yeah. uh at a previous company the one of the executives like a c-level executive was christian and he invited me to go to um it, it was like a work conference so mm-hmm. he invited me and a bunch of other christians to go to his hotel room and just have fellowship and pray mm-hmm. for one another wow. and that just sparked like so many things for me and after that I began to intentionally connect more with Christians and yeah, really rally and pray, pray with each other. And I've sort of carried that over to uh, other companies too. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's also, he recently found out one of his directors on his team is Christian. He's like, what? I had no idea, but because she had commented on one of his podcast posts, he was like, what is Christian? So it's like all these little ways, the more like you're just naturally a light and the more you like pray, Mm for and seek out other believers like god will highlight and bring them into your life it might not be immediately but like i do think it's so powerful to to look for that and know that you're not supposed to do it alone um one other like mini testimony too um i remember like talking to this one particular person like i knew he was christian but i would it, it could you could tell he wasn't very like confident about like bring his work uh, bring his faith to work he was like oh this is where i work and then faith is kind of like on the side like my right. personal thing um but then many months after i talked to him because we just connected and i was like sharing with him like you know there's a lot that i feel like god wants to do in our workplace um, many months after he just suddenly randomly re- reached out to me and was like hey grace i really feel like god actually wants me to start bringing my faith into my work more like i kind of have this like vision or thought of like just praying together and like maybe starting a prayer group and then 
what's crazy is like literally I think it was that week or the week before I had the same conversation from another girl I was talking to who said she felt like God was stirring her to also like pray more and intercede for our workplace and so Mm. I was like wow that's crazy well let me like connect you guys because you guys have the same vision fast forward it's been like I think it's been at least six or seven years and that group to this day is still existing it grew from two people but three of us I guess three of us meeting together every week um and it grew to a global thing where like I think 30 40 people now from all over the world are tuning into that prayer and intercession group every week wow Um, and it just goes to show like you know in our workplace we talk about the importance of meeting and collaboration and like um, not doing double work you know right. and I think it's the same in God's kingdom like the more we seek out connections and work together the more we can synergize and be like wait I have that vision you have that vision let's do it together and see what he does from that yeah that was a very marketing term by the way synergize very <laughs> marketing that's the template we, we have a right lot there. of business this is jargon in our vocab now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I dig it because I when it like my ears perked up. I was like, oh yeah, that's like one of those ten point words. Uh, <laughs> and and if you're listening to this and like you're hearing this, like maybe it's it's you who yeah. needs to be that light in mm-hmm. in your workplace um, and to step out in boldness because if if, if it's not someone, then who, right? Like if, if yeah. it's not going to be you, then who's going to do it? And, and maybe God wants to use you as kind of that, um, you know, that hub to kind of turn things around. Yeah, exactly. It's like that quote, like be the change you want to see in the world. It's yeah. the exact same thing when you're thinking, if you, if there's a burden on your heart, like where's my, where, why isn't this happening? Why isn't that happening? Like it could very well be God is asking you to be the one to start and initiate and lead something. And um, don't put pressure on yourself. It has to look like this amazing big movement. Just like that little step of obedience. That's what really matters. And the outcome is up to God, like what he he will Mm. and wants to do. But yeah, I think often we get in our heads about it. Like, oh, I'm not like a powerful leader or, you know, I can't, I'm not a minister. Like people are going to judge me or, you know, I'm going to say the wrong thing. And that's just the enemy trying to dissuade you Mm. from doing God's work. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's that's why it's so powerful to link arms with other people because then they can, you can encourage each other instead of being in your head about like, I can't do this. Yeah, that's absolutely beautiful too. And fun fact, that's how this podcast started is because I had this idea for five years, five years. And uh, wow, congrats on (laughs) taking the step. Yeah, (laughs) Thank you. I was like, yeah, this still doesn't exist in the world um, post pre and post COVID. So I might as well do it. So that's how we landed here. All right, you guys. And to kind of wrap up this conversation. I always like to leave our listeners with something that they can walk away with and implement in their lives today, this week, um, this weekend, whenever they're listening to this, um, to help their faith grow, to help Mm -hmm. their discipline um, and spiritual practice grow. So Mm -hmm. what can they do? What do you do that they can do um, in their lives? Well, there's so many things, gosh, which... uh, (laughs) Just choose one. Which... (laughs) <laughs> Which one to pick? Uh, okay, really practical one. Um, when you're communicating with people, whether especially email or we use Slack, um, pray for them. Mm. Um, super easy. Um, pray for them. 
ask God, what do you want me to say? How do you want me to write this? And just that's just the practice of involving God in your daily life. Yeah, for, for me, I would say, oh gosh, I'm so tempted to do two, but I will just one. one. <laughs> I will. Um, yeah, I would just say, ask God, how can I partner with you, God, with in whatever you're already doing? How are you? Show me how you're already moving in my workplace or in mm-hmm. my whatever sphere of influence. Because God doesn't expect you to create your own waves. Like you don't need to create something out of nothing. Like he's already always moving and working. Mm. It's just about hopping on his train, like getting, surfing his waves that he's already making and asking him like, what's my role in it? And you'll be very surprised. Like once you start intentionally asking God, he's going to open your eyes to see how he's working and how you can be a light and how your, why he picked you to be there at this specific time and place um so yeah i think that gives you a lot more clarity and like vision for your your kingdom purpose wherever mm-hmm. you are and be willing to act on it yes yes <laughs> awesome you guys thank you so much for joining us and where can people find you and find the let's unpack that podcast yeah so the podcast is called let's unpack that with alex and grace there's actually a lot of let's unpack that podcasts so it's the one I mean, you'll see our faces. Alex and Grace. Um, yeah. So yeah, we talk about all sorts of things about just like real life. We we love talking about faith and work too. Um, that's mm. actually fun fact. It's one of the reasons why we even met was because yeah. I was talking about faith and work, and then Alex slid into the DMs. Um, that's a story for another time. Um, you can I find us it. on Instagram um, at at sign with the trans. Um, that's our last name, Tran. Um, and also Facebook, all the all the social medias. So. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. And uh, we'll have to do this again. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. Yes. Thanks, Paige. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for joining us. If you liked what you were listening to, make sure you subscribe and hit those five stars and we'll catch you on the next episode.